0: Welcome to a new episode of The Lee Show. Um, today's show is about the FBI. Uh, the FBI is a jobs program. But before we get to that, uh, I'm feeling pretty thin today. I ran 13 miles yesterday. I felt like good looking in the mirror and it made me start thinking about when I got a colonic. Uh, they, they called it hydrocolonic therapy when I did it. It was like Fifteen years ago, maybe, and I was throwing a party, so I wanted to look my best, like what are the life hacks to look my best before I throw this party? So I went with a very close friend of mine, and we we found this lady on uh, on Lexington Avenue who did hydrocolonic therapy uh, and you know i I went there and she had these forms that you had to fill out, like when you go to the doctor's office and they ask you for tons of information and in your medical history. And of course, my friend looked at these forms and all of the contact information she was asking for. And he was like, in French, she said to me, she doesn't need any of this information. So we we just put down fake names and ignored all of the questions. Um, so the, the procedure itself, like you lie on one of those examination tables with the, you know, the roll of paper on it, like they have at the doctor's office. And you lie on this table on your side, uh, without your pants on and, uh, you put on a, a, like a sort of gown. So it's vaguely medical seeming. And, um, and this woman puts a little tube in my ass, like a straw, like a plastic tube. It goes in. And then she squirts some really cold water into my colon, not that deep, but cold enough that you can like feel it going in. And so it goes in and then she, she switches it and turns it to like suction mode and it all gets sucked out. And then she goes in again with more water, this time deeper, and then sucks it out. And then again, deeper and sucks it out until, you know, like round 10 or something. It's it's all the way up there. And the whole time she would ask me these questions while she was doing it. She'd be like, do you eat a lot of fish? And no matter what I said, she would go, I could tell. Like if I told her I ate fish five meals a day, she'd go, I could tell. But also if I said, I never eat fish, she would say the same thing. She'd be do you drink a lot of alcohol? And I said, no, I don't drink at all. And she goes, I could tell. Anyways, at the end of like, I don't know, around 10 or 12 or something, she sucks everything out. And then there's a a toilet in the corner of this little examination room. And she goes, hold tight and run to toilet. So I did that. And then you just, you know, you spray out whatever water is in there and make a big mess. Uh, so anyways, I, I I don't think it made any difference uh, at all. I don't think I looked thinner. To me, this was a procedure you would do. Maybe it's beneficial if you're like a runway model and, and somehow losing that extra quarter pound is good right before you go down the runway. Although maybe you have like some extra bloat from the water. I'm not sure. But I, I don't think it did anything that wouldn't happen on its own within 24 hours so I, I i would say colonics are are distinctly overrated um but anyways as long as we're on the topic of um of of pieces of shit i thought it would be uh helpful to talk about the FBI and a variety of government law enforcement uh, uh um groups in the United States i um I was thinking a lot about the January sixth riots um you know, I think the liberal media has tried their best to brand this as an insurrection. It really wasn't. It was like a bunch of Yahoos who went into the Capitol building, and I'm sure it was scary for some people at that moment, but that's all it was. This was not an insurrection. The entire government was not threatened by this. The United States government was not overthrown by this. And yet I have two major questions coming out of it. The first is, to what extent did the FBI have knowledge of this before it happened? And the reason I ask this is that number one, A number of the leaders of the three key groups at the center of this investigation have not been indicted. Right? The the groups were the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, and the Proud Boys. And their leadership has not been indicted. The low-level protesters have been aggressively charged with major felonies. They've been held without bail, but no one at the top has been indicted. How come? The next question I'd ask is what did the FBI know in advance? For years now, we have been told that the gravest threat to domestic security is these domestic terrorists, these white nationalists, domestic extremists. We've been told over and over in unison that that is the biggest menace the United States that the 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 worst threat is domestic. It is not international. That's what we've been told. These far white far, excuse me, far right white supremacist groups are the greatest safety. To me, I read that as they are trying to justify the current domestic war on terror that they've already spent billions on in military spending, that they've intensified domestic surveillance. And so the Pentagon needs a narrative of who they're fighting against and why they're doing it. Why? Because the entire infrastructure of the Pentagon and the FBI is a jobs program. That's what it is. So there needs to be a thing they can point to, a boogeyman to say, this is a big deal. We got to do something about this. We need more jobs, we need more agents, because this is a big threat. So we've been told for years that the number one threat is domestic terrorism. So I'd query, if that's the case, wouldn't you think that the FBI would have figured out how to get some undercover agents into these groups, right? If we have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people in these law enforcement groups, and they're saying the biggest threat is X, okay, you would think they have some undercover agents there. You'd think they would have figured this out. Remember, last year, there was this supposed plot by the Three Percenters group to kidnap the governor of Michigan. And that plot, the Wall Street Journal reported at the time, was shaped and driven by the FBI's undercover agents and confidential informants. So what would be strange to me is not if the FBI had embedded informants into these groups. What would be strange to me is if they had not embedded informants into these groups if they did not have them under some kind of tight control. And yet, the idea that the FBI was involved in planning the January 6th riot is dismissed as some sort of nutty conspiracy theory. If you say that, people look at you like you're a flat earther. Respectable people don't want to hear that. They think only the tin, the 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 tin hat people, the tinfoil hat people, only the lunatics would say that the FBI could have been involved in this. But who is the they that tells us it's not possible? Turn on CNN. Do you know who employs more FBI agents than anyone outside of the J. Edgar Hoover Building? It's CNN. You can't turn on CNN without hearing a former FBI agent analyzing what the FBI is doing, and then they go oh my God, the FBI would never do this terrible thing. No way. How can you suggest it? That's not a credible source. It's not a credible source. Now, remember that the FBI did exactly this during the first war on terror and how commonplace discussions of this tactic were in certain liberal circles. Countless times, the FBI would target some young poor American Muslim that they thought could be manipulated, whether because they were emotionally deranged or poor and broke. And then they would use these informants to dupe someone in agreeing to join a kind of terror plot that, by the way, had been created and funded by the FBI itself only to then congratulate themselves for breaking up the plot that they had themselves initiated. So I query, why does the FBI have to manufacture its own terrorist plots, domestic, Muslim, anything, if these things are such grave and real threats? Why? And if we want to talk about January 6th, how is it credible... That the FBI did not have informants in these groups. They've been identifying them as major threats for years. The leader of the Proud Boys was conveniently picked up by the FBI and arrested on January 5th. We know that the FBI had multiple informants in the Three Percenters case where they tried to kidnap the Michigan governor. So how did they not know that this supposed insurrection was going to take place? Why have only the low-level protesters been charged with crimes while the supposed organizers of this riot have not been? What happened to the alleged pipe bombs that were being planted that justified the need for massive amounts of fencing and additional personnel around the Capitol in the weeks after that. We know that the media platform Parler sent the FBI more than 50 advance warnings of specific plots to use violence. Why did the FBI not take more aggressive action about this? Now, one possibility is that they wanted this to happen. They knew this was going to happen, and they wanted it to happen. They wanted it to happen because then you have a boogeyman. And you can say, oh yeah, these guys, these these white nationalists, they're really dangerous. We better go hire another 10,000 FBI people. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's not that. Maybe they had a, a, a failure of the kind that they claimed caused them to miss the 9-11 attacks. And so now they need massive new surveillance authority. They need more money. They need a new Patriot Act type of law in order to fix this. Maybe they allowed this to happen because they wanted President Trump to look bad. Maybe they were trying to embarrass him There are so many possible explanations for this, and it could be a combination of all of them. And no matter how much the former FBI agents on CNN mock this concept and say that this is a conspiracy that doesn't make these questions disappear, of course the FBI was infiltrating these groups. We need answers. And it is not just fringe, lunatic conspiracy theorists who want these questions answered. Now, let's shift gears for a second. Because the, the next question I want to ask is, the Capitol Police is the group that was meant to protect the Capitol building. And they announced last week a huge plan to expand their operations. They've gotten an additional $2 billion in funding that the House of Representatives approved a couple months ago. And they intend now, for the first time ever, to create a permanent presence outside of the Capitol. They're opening offices in California, in Florida. They say that this is, this is the acting chief of the Capitol Police named Yogananda Pittman said that they are going to, quote, create a pivot towards an intelligence-based protective agency. So we now have yet another federal law enforcement agency trying to assert power across the country. They're opening regional offices in two of the largest states in the country with plans to grow even more. And they say that they are turning themselves into a preventative intelligence-based private police force just for Congress, which by definition will monitor and spy and snoop on Americans beyond what the FBI, the NSA, and the CIA are already doing. Now, the FBI has a massive budget. All of these law enforcement agencies have a massive budget. Why do we need another new police force? Why do we need another intelligence agency that, as Glenn Greenwald wrote, is metastasizing throughout the country? Why does Congress need its own private, heavily funded police force just for snooping? I don't believe that unleashing this new agency is a good thing. This is another step in the ongoing exaggeration and weaponization of the events of January 6th. It is an exaggeration of the threat that these groups pose to the United States. It is part of the broader law enforcement jobs program that has been perpetuated for 20 years, first with the boogeyman of Islamic terrorism and now with the boogeyman of domestic terrorism. We have another domestic war on terror. We have the legislation empowering it. The security state in the United States has amped up its rhetoric in the name of fighting extremism. I don't doubt that the events of January 6th were terrible, but they have been they have been dramatized and exaggerated in such a way to justify our law enforcement jobs program. And by the way, let's not forget that when Congress voted on the funding for these new Capitol Police Officers. It went on strictly party lines and it was AOC who for years has been chanting defund the police and who had the chance to block this. Her vote mattered and she chose not to. That seems pretty damn hypocritical to me. Let's turn our attention to the testimony from General Milley in Congress recently. General Milley said, What is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here. And I do want to analyze it. Now, this testimony got a lot of attention. It got a lot of attention because General Milley talked about the importance of understanding white rage. He seemed very woke in his testimony. Here is a senior general in the United States and he sounded woke. Now, the post-World War II structure of the U.S. military has been one of endless war. It's a jobs program. And to facilitate that, you always have to have a boogeyman, a new enemy that enough people will be scared of that they will accept the need for more taxes, more military spending, more surveillance, more war. I'm sick of it. And so the villains have been the communists and Al Qaeda and ISIS and and Russia and the and the peepee tapes and every other foreign threat that they can justify. Now they say that the greatest threat to national security now as we talked about, is these domestic extremists. These far-right white supremacist groups are the greatest threat. And so to justify this domestic war on terror, they're spending billions and doing more surveillance. And the Pentagon has to justify this narrative. So when General Milley talks about white rage, I don't see it as wow, this guy is so woke, I see it as he is saying, I want to understand the enemy so that we can spend money fighting the enemy. And the enemy, by the way, is some white guy in Idaho. And if those, those white supremacist groups are small in number or weak and isolated, it's hard to justify spending billions fighting them. The threat from them has to be perceived as severe and systemic. And that's what he was justifying. He was giving us the same military dogma that we've heard for years. So like I said, it's a jobs program. I'm sick of it. And it's time for us to get some answers about why the FBI did not stop the riots on January 6th. With that, I'm Lee Bressler. This has been another episode of The Lee Show. Looking forward to rejoining you again soon.